0: Well, hello. Wait, are we starting? I'm Corwin. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. You no, start. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. You go, you go. You were like fixing your hair, and I'm like, James.
1: I fixed it. That was the 15 seconds ago I was fixing my I hair.
0: I'm Corwin. Hi, I'm James.
2: Hi, I'm, I'm Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: welcome to this movie's gay. Oh, my God. Corwin, every time introduce every
1: time. our guest because she's already introduced herself.
0: Hello, our guest this week is a good friend of mine, Dolly. We went to college together. That's that's the big thing. Dolly, is there anything else you'd like to add? I know you have a connection to Twitch a little bit. Would you like to talk about that? I'm leaving it up to you.
2: No, we'll skip that.
0: We'll skip that. Okay, great. Oh, All is right. your last name Bezos? No,
2: luckily no. no. God, if her last name
0: was Bezos, I'd be like, "Hello, can you get me a mansion tomorrow? Thank you." I thought you were gonna say,
1: "I thought you were going to say manservant, not
0: mansion." Actually, I wouldn't even need to ask; Dolly would literally have already set me up. Like already. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: a theme of this movie, which we'll get into later. But Corwin, how how has your week been?
0: Uh, my week has been great. I just got back uh, from traveling to see my mother.
1: Ooh, my mother will be here in a couple weeks.
0: Wow, we're both seeing our mothers within a month. Yeah, is that a theme? She she
1: wants to be doing a lot more stuff than I'm comfortable with doing oh, in the middle same. of a pandemic, and I'm like, <laughs> no, mom, I I'm going to say, hey, I am so sorry. We we got a good guest. For a day that we normally don't record So the first day oh, I will not be able do. to oh, see we you do. And then Oh my god The next day I'll be like Mom did you like go around crowds And if she says yes I'm gonna say
0: I, I'm sorry But that means we can't see each other <laughs> Over this uh, vacation you're having Oh my god My mother was in Reno um, And that's where I went And she was like we can go to the casinos And I was like oh no, oh, my god. <laughs> no!
2: <laughs>
0: We'll not be doing that That sounds like COVID. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, instant panic attack, even at that thought. Oh, my gosh.
0: It absolutely was. I was like, uh, uh, no. Even without
1: COVID, a casino's like, oh, I'm sorry. My lungs are sensitive. I don't want to go.
0: I mean, I've been to a casino before. It's fine. No,
1: it's so smoky. I went on my 21st
0: birthday. No, it wasn't. Oh, the one I went to was smoky. It was off the strip. Wait, okay. I mean, I went to one that was in like Mississippi, I think. Uh Uh Oh, me too. Yeah, (laughs) we probably went to the same one, you know.
2: Yeah, I've hit a few.
1: Was it a (laughs) riverboat casino from a cartoon
0: show? That's what I'm thinking. No, oh my god. (laughs) We just got raided. Whoa, already? How? (laughs) Yeah, uh, my friend Laura did it, raided with a party of 19. Oh my god let me take a second this is this is a podcast but we're this is a big event we're gonna take a second to say um hello laura hello raiders we're doing a podcast right now called this movie's gay where we (laughs) laura said i didn't do it i swear we talk about queer film today's episode is about the movie the favorite uh we are joined by my co-host co-producer co-everything james hi aka mostly speaking sentai I,
1: but not co-editor i am the chief not editor <laughs> chief editor
0: um i edit myself my words not live, the us lately not don't, the don't i don't edit the us and we also have a very very dear friend of mine dolly uh who watched the movie and agreed to talk about it with us um, so hello how was your stream Laura please tell me things I don't have a raid video so I can't play that yet
1: let's make a raid video right now uh I okay, just learned okay, you ready? I learned a lot about raids from John Oliver this past week so I guess I'm gonna start crying and then okay. uh I guess you start screaming you... at me and saying I have drugs
0: not that kind of raid James Okay, I'll oh, be a no. little I'll be a
1: little bug just minding my business and you'll be just, me scared of that bug and just jet set it with Raid. Just, ksh,
0: ksh, ksh. I would spray you with Raid probably. That's Gross. my. Was, <laughs> Don't make that noise. Don't well, I was being noise. a bug.
1: Oh I was being a bug getting sprayed with Raid, but I was about to say that's my kink uh, is being sprayed no. with Raid.
0: No. No. Uh, no. I'll kink shame you. I'll. <laughs> that no. rightfully, okay, how's that's it going?
1: That's like, no, that's dangerous. Do not do that unless you're in a hazmat suit while getting it done, performed on you.
0: Oh, (laughs) oh, Laura said, you know, it was fun and it was horny. You were there making it horny. I absolutely was. I was making it gay in Laura's stream. We were playing Minecraft.
1: Oh, so if if I make the streams horny, you push it down, but you can just go ahead and horn anything up. It's hey, just nature them's,
0: them's the it. works. It's just my yeah. personality, James.
1: but Corwin any <laughs> anything else happened at Reno in Reno?
0: We drove over to to Cali um and saw a lake, and it was beautiful, and we saw another lake. We pretty much like all we did was like drive uh, and went to like a little little one of those little touristy towns um and did a little shopping. Socially distanced, of course. Hey, I Baldwin, got a new fleece. What's up?
1: Speaking of fleeces and lakes. Oh, man. You're
0: literally wearing uh, the jacket. OK, so for everyone that was in their lighthouse, that was in the podcast last time or like listen to it, James is we talked about what James would wear to a holiday party. And James said that he would wear a button up and we were surprised. And then he's tweeted us a picture of this button up.
1: Well, I had a button I up on, I had a button up on in the bottom, but this is a zip up. It's a jacket. A zip up. that we, we got at a yard sale. Nicole, I, Nicole put it on and I said, holy crap, you look fantastic in that. And then Nicole just didn't wear it. And then uh, this was in Michigan. So of course, like it is, I think there was also matching pants with it that were also lighthouse and white. No, uh, no. Nicole said a vest was included with it.
2: Oh man.
1: And I, I, we were like, no, not to the vest, but this jacket looks great. It looks great on me. And she said, hey, James, I'm never going to wear it. It's yours.
0: Well, now you have a lighthouse jacket. Laura yeah, said that jacket is everything. So Yes. I mean, it's not something that I personally would wear. But I think you would look great in I it, mean, though. I think you have confidence from it, so, like, I'm proud of you.
1: The weird thing is you know it's from Michigan because I'm pretty sure this jacket, Corwin, you know the size of a man I am. This is listed as a small jacket, and
0: I don't—it feels like a large coming onto extra large. Well, eh. Chubsy— is lurking, but also said, don't forget to mention potato salad in a bread roll is perfectly fine. Yes. So everyone is validating you and your feelings right yes. now. Yes. And um, we're just going to move on from that. And we're going to talk about the movie. Uh, no, have, I'm just kidding. Okay. How's your How's your week? <laughs> I have one thing about my week.
1: I watch a lot of like retrospectives on like video games and TV. So in my YouTube algorithm, that's what pops up. And one was the top 10 most boring RPG. So I was like, well, I'm interested in this. I want to avoid these RPGs. And I started watching, you know, I, I'm normally used to like two people on all of these, uh, YouTube game videos. How they speak is usually like very soft, and, like, kind of meekish or, like, oh, this is some trite shit. I hate this. But this person, I was like – at first I was like, what is – the, what are they doing? Because I was th- so thrown aback. And it was by, like, number seven that I was like, oh, they, they're, like, giving gay snark to these most boring. They're like, oh, and this is just so boring. But I was like, yeah, that can't be what they're doing. But then, like, let's just say – they are saying the most boring one of them is Final Fantasy 14. It, they did not list this, but it just uh, goes well to what I'm about to say. And then they're like, but then I played Final Fantasy 15, and if these boys were in there, I would have been so excited. And then, like, they showed a, a picture as I was thinking the gay snark thing. It's a man uh, in an RPG with just like vi- wearing pants. A uh, crop top and very defined cum gutters and i was like okay yes this this is a gay man but all of them wait what's up oh.
0: what's up you used a term and i was like what the fuck
1: what what term you
0: know what term a gay man <laughs> no why would oh oh cum gutters <laughs> I'm like I don't I I didn't know what the term was. What term? The term you used. You're like, "What term? Gay man? You oh. don't know what a gay man is?" Oh, uh, well, I didn't. I was James, I God damn it. James. Cum gutters is something I say
1: all the time. It's like a vicious V, you know, like a, on your pelvis. I know what
0: you're talking about. Yeah, oh. the the that V. Yeah. Um I I know what you're talking. It just took me a second to get there. When you first said it, I was like, "What?"
1: Okay, well, think of it visually and then you'll be like, "Oh, that's that's why he said that." Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, okay, so all of these RPGs, one through nine, have been JRPGs, the like turn base, some strategy, you know, like the turn or uh, on the grid tactical RPGs, yeah, real yeah, yeah, time yeah. stuff. And th- so, with that in mind, what do you think number one shouldn't be? It is an RPG technically, but they listed the original Harvest Moon as the most boring RPG after listing off JRPGs. I was like, it's just not for you. If you enjoy JRPGs, this is a genre not for you. And obviously you wouldn't enjoy it. And I just, I was baffled that he would be like, yeah, I'm going to take a stand. One, it's an RPG. And two, it's boring, especially compared to every JRPG I've played. I was frustrated by it and was baffled.
0: Like, why are you, why is this stuck with you? Jesus, why is this even a story is where I've gone. Well, the, the
1: first, at first I was like, it's. I've never—it's representation in this YouTube genre of reviews, and I was like, "Oh, that's great!" And then I should have written this person's name down to to give them a shout out. Uh, But then, and then Nicole's favorite game series—one of them is Harvest Moon. So, and I've—oh, our our guest is saying that as well. Guest, speak on that.
0: Talk to us. You're muted right now. You're still muted. (laughs) There you go. Oh uh, no, you're oh, you're still you're muted. Not, I think you unmuted yourself for the headphones and then muted Discord because Discord was muted a second ago and your headset yeah, maybe was. Maybe you're good now?
2: Yeah. Maybe okay. I'm just not meant to be heard.
1: <laughs> What's up, Harvest Moon?
2: What's up? Talk to us. I I mean, it's not even a good thing to unmute for. I just like Harvest Moon and I enjoyed it and I've played many iterations of it. So
1: what what do you think is the best iteration of it?
2: Ooh. I don't think there is a best. I think it's about your attitude, like how hard do you want to work and how invested do you want to get in the game, and each one kind of appeals to a different level of diving in.
1: Heck yeah! Uh, have you played Stardew Valley?
2: Oh my goodness, yes.
1: <laughs> uh, if someone loves Harvest Moon, would you recommend that to them as well?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: All right, I'm gonna Absolutely. have to. I'm gonna have to get that for Nicole someday.
0: Oh I think yeah. There are there people in the chat that play Harvest? No, Stardew Valley. Hell yeah. I, I, I mean, I know there are people because okay. they've streamed it. <laughs> but, okay, well, that well that was quite a week, I guess, James. I mean, it was that one YouTube thing. Video. That was it. <laughs> Dolly, how was your week? Do you have anything it, to add?
2: I, I would just say that I'm living the COVID life like a lot of people and that one week blends into the other. I couldn't tell mm-hmm. you when it started mm-hmm. or when it ended. And I'm here in my house by myself and sure, it's what day is it? Oh, goodness. Tuesday?
0: Tuesday. <laughs> I yeah. literally only know the day of the week because of this podcast. I, I only know that I'm like, oh, I watched the movie on Monday and then I yeah, talk about it on Tuesday. And then two weeks later. I do it again because
1: of all the podcasts that i do i know the days of the week but nicole <laughs> there are there's so many times where like i have to remind nicole like hey we're doing this and she's like oh yeah that's tomorrow and i was like no no no, that's that's today and she's like oh whoops oops or sometimes she'll total. be like oh yeah we're doing that today right and i was like no that's not until like another five days <laughs> I, that's
2: a Am week I- from
0: now i don't know
2: my job keeps instituting these like covid holidays to give us respite which is incredibly nice but it totally throws off oh. my week once I t- I figure it out I'm like no okay suddenly I'm off on Friday and I've been working for 2 hours so I guess I'll stop now
0: <laughs> <laughs> I get a nice uh most of the day back yeah um, pretty much amazing so let's it's been it's been our our regular you know 15, 20 minutes of catching up. Um, Let's get into this movie. Now, I talked to Dolly and I was like, What kind of movie do you want to watch? And she was like, "Uh, I like old movies. I like, uh, you know, the period movies. I like things like that. I don't remember the rest of the things you said. I think fantasy or sci fi, um, which, you know, we have trouble finding because they don't exist. And. Yeah, it is very sad. And yeah, this is one that I have, I guess, wanted to watch for a while, but haven't really done so. So we watched The Favorite with um, Rachel Weiss and Emma Stone and uh, the Queen one. Who Someone plays the Queen Coleman. In...
2: Olivia. Yeah. Olivia
0: Coleman. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that movie. Um, and thank you, Flicks with Ash. Olivia Colman, yeah, which she was great. But per our usual guest, uh, the honor is yours to give us a bit of a synopsis, Dolly. You look shocked. Oh no,
2: yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually know what I was signing up for. So, um, I guess my synopsis would be that there's. Um, queen and she's everything but queenly she she comes off as very immature a lot of the movie Um, and everybody's kind of manipulating her and then the story unfolds about how these two ladies sort of take advantage of her and manipulate her throughout the movie and they sort of jockey for the position of being her favorite um, through sexual favors and through just into her and even just Playing with her um, and being a friend, and it's very interesting um, because I would say that though men are very involved in the movie, they don't play as such an essential role as these two women. Um, and so you get to kind of see how smarts and wit and court life kind of played out for them. So hell
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I also want to point out that I absolutely know nothing about historically uh, Queen Anne. Yeah, no idea who that is. I know is that very a real thing?
2: She, she's a real lady, and this was kind of a real thing. Like, Miss um, Churchill, I can't remember her first name. She's a real person, and so was uh, Emma Stone's character. They're all real. But, uh, of course, this, the yeah, the story's certainly <laughs> much deeper than history ever accounts for.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, because, you know, I mean, it said it in the movies with uh, Rachel Weisz's character burning the letters, like... You know, those rumors would ruin her. And that's all we have today are rumors. So uh, that's a fun thing. Did you have anything like in the movie that you wanted to that like resonated with you or anything you want to like specifically talk about?
2: Okay, so uh, Corwin told me to take notes for this, and I was going to do that, and then I got so sucked into the movie, I didn't do it. That's um, totally fine. But I, one of the first things I was really cluing in on was in the first few scenes, men are shown as as dirty like in so many obvious ways and women are shown as being clean as cleaning they're in beautiful portraits in the background and men keep showing up as being gross and doing gross things like putting their hands down their pants and stuff and I was like okay we're really setting the tone for who we want to root for in this movie that we think dudes are bad and They're kind of gross and we're going to focus on the ladies. So I did think that was interesting how much imagery there was around women being kind of clean, even though the world kept pushing them down.
0: Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, James, did you get any of that? Uh, I mean, kind of. Okay. I'm just just asking. Just asking. uh, (sighs) Sorry. James is like, I wrote 10 jokes and that's what i got. I didn't like this
1: movie. (laughs) I
0: I knew as soon as I watched it, I was like, James isn't going to like this.
1: Which, okay. So like it's, it's one every 43 movies I don't enjoy. The reason why I don't enjoy this is I, I'm so annoyed because I know this was like the life of just these rich people doing whatever the fuck they wanted. And, like taking advantage of of lower class citizens so much. So that's always it sucks me out right away. Like, I don't want to root for any of these people because I know they're all trash.
2: And and I do have to jump in there. I wouldn't say that I liked this movie. I mean, I liked that I watched it. <laughs> I'm glad I watched it and I wanted to watch it, but i felt very similarly and that i'm like god these are all awful people doing awful things to one another but somehow because they were all so awful it was easier to just give over to whatever escapades they went on because you just knew they weren't going to be good people
1: Mm -hmm. i yeah mm, there was one person that i like how they portrayed the like in quotes, like, the asshole or the dick man. I forget. What's his name? Like, Hartley or something? Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Harley?
2: Yeah.
0: I mm-hmm.
1: thought his character was fantastically written. He is an asshole, of course, but he's not the typical movie asshole where you just th- walks. <laughs>
0: He just walks Emma Stone out down a path, yes, to a ditch. Like, <laughs> he doesn't like, he doesn't like do anything <laughs> that'll like kill her or anything like that, or like seriously harm her. He's just like, Hey, do this thing that I need you to do. And she's like, No, I can't. And he's like, Shove.
1: I wrote down he is a subtle scamp of a dick, so uh, <laughs> like, I enjoyed him, and also like. She's being kind of like Emma Stone's character as being a little like uh a uh, caddy with him. I like or um like combative with him. And he goes like, do you want to get punched? And I thought I was like, wow, this is.
0: But and <laughs> that it wasn't... was later, though. That was like after he's already pushed her. Yeah. When, it wasn't... He was, when she was first when they were first like talking, he was like, I need you to spy for me. And she was like, no, I can't betray the trust of my mistress. And then he's just like, nah. We ain't dealing with that today.
1: He said it in a way that wasn't like, oh, I'm going to deck you. It was like, I'm going to give you the worst Charlie horse you've ever received in the arm. I enjoyed the character. Oh, my God. And I, I did enjoy elements of the movie. I guess it's a good movie. The lighting during nighttime works so well. It's amazing. It's beautifully shot. The story is good, but it's just I can't I can't root for any of these people.
0: So I watched it with my roommate, as I as I have been doing with all of these. Ryan, who has been on the show, and neither of us liked the movie. I, I, oh, really.
2: um, I feel so validated. We okay, me
0: too. <laughs> loved the costumes. Loved, loved, loved the costumes. The thing is, our third roommate, who is not here right now, loves the movie. So you know, I I need to text her and be like hey, why do you love this movie? What's up? What What's going on? Please tell me. Please explain more. I mean, I think part of it is uh, what you brought up, Dolly, the the thing about how the men are sort of like pushed to the back, the, the background and the foreground is all taken uh, by women. So like to see that in a movie is actually really refreshing mm-hmm. because, you know, there are so few movies like that. Cinema is dominated by men. Uh, The world is dominated by men. It's all the male gaze, all that shit. And this had a different different view of that. So I could see why this movie would appeal to a lot of people and why it did well.
1: Can I... There is one part of the movie that I wish the men would have been brought to the forefront just for a little bit longer. And that is when just I wrote down, I would like to be like, find the happiness that the naked man being pelted with oranges oh my has. God. I knew what were up I with that?
0: Tomatoes. And I knew you were going to talk about that. Wait, I but what,
1: Wasn't he also getting pelted with oranges? No,
0: there were tomatoes. Oh. I
2: also thought it was oranges. So they they I'm going to miss that. <laughs>
0: They yeah. were – that's why the That's why the, the. background was all covered in red splotches and stuff because they were tomatoes. How would they tomatoes have oranges? oranges? Why would they have oranges in, in England I in thought, the 18th century? Well,
2: I thought they looked I mean, like they oranges could be. and were like a sign of how oranges. wasteful and yeah. they were with luxury yeah. and could stuff. Could be. So – and I also thought maybe they were trying to be a little cinematic and trying to throw some blood in the background kind of look and mm-hmm. with the oranges. So – kind of a war allegory there i don't know
0: <laughs> flex with ash said hashtag team oranges so i guess yeah. i'm not numbered here i'm fairly sure they were tomatoes though there were for um, sure
1: before tomatoes that's what i was thinking like hey they've pelted him with tomatoes and now hey let's be frivolous and they're just like we're all out bro. of tomatoes grab what we can and just start pelting him with oranges why? I though? mean, I
0: know, I know that they did have a pineapple at one point because Emma's <laughs> yes. character was like, I'm, "My my maids bringing up a, a fruit called a pineapple." Whenever Rachel Weiss was leaving, possibly Mrs. Marlborough, the, Marlboro, Marlboro.
1: the Marlboro. worst fruit to be pelted with is a pineapple. Uh, pineapple,
0: eh? Yeah, yeah. Or like a it's hard spicy. avocado. <laughs> I mean, any fruit's going to do some damage depending on who's throwing blueberry? it. Blueberry? I mean, uh, if it's a high velocity br- blueberry. Well, yeah, anything at high velocity.
1: Oh, my. Wonder if anyone's ever put blueberries in a paintball gun and shot
0: them off. Someone has to have done that. I mean, blueberries are significantly smaller than paintballs. Yeah, but. I,
2: I feel just speaking as someone from the South, that's absolutely happened at some point. Yeah. Probably,
1: yeah. And I'm from Michigan, the north of the south, I feel like. Uh, Yes. Yeah. So uh, did you have paintball guns growing up? I did not. But everyone I knew did. My parents would not buy
0: me things. My brother and I had paintball guns. Uh, I did not put blueberries in it, though. We had a
1: fire hydrant or like a fire extinguisher that my dad found. And he would fill it up with water. And he had an air compressor pack it full of air and then just blast us with it
2: <laughs> that's that, the very unique personal experience that, yeah, that's, <laughs> it, that's a very unique
0: personable experience there we, thank you for that dolly thank you <laughs> thank you for putting words into whatever every single time james says something like this uh, a personal anecdote that i'm like
1: what it was fun my dad also Had a moped, like an electric moped. Don't know how he got it. I think he didn't want to, like, pay taxes on it or, like, register it. So what he did was he – my dad's a welder, so he welded a go-kart frame and then just, like, cut the moped apart and put it on this frame. And then we had a go-kart that we could rip around in.
0: We had a real go-kart.
1: Well, sorry, your family doesn't have the same DIY experience mine does.
0: Uh, my, I made my this jacket. A, my fa- no, you didn't. Don't <laughs> lie to me. <laughs> my father did build a... Uh, my father. um, Did build a a projector. Hell like, yeah. Built it himself. So that's my DIY, you know, past life. Just
1: going to church and the Holy Father builds that? Like, it must have been cool for a youth the group. The
0: Holy Father built it with his own hands. And Jesus. And the carpentry was required. (laughs) Back to the movie. Guys. uh, That jacket wouldn't have had any place in it. But the costumes were absolutely beautiful. That's one of the things it absolutely had going for it. Costumes, gorgeous.
1: I did write down that Victorian era high fashion
0: was so cumbersome. And if you need multiple people to dress you, no. I mean, I'd be fine with it as someone who does theater and, you know, has been in places of being assisted with dressing and helping dress people. Yeah, it was, it was, there were beautiful costumes. I mean, I also just can't take the, the wigs seriously. Same. The male, the, the male, uh, those giant, um, curly wigs, the powdered wigs. I'm just wondering, like, I know someone could explain to me historically, why they came about and why they were like such a big thing. But I'm like, every time I see them, I'm just like, "Mm, mm, mm, mm,
1: I used mm." to know why, but I have forgotten things learned in high school.
2: Licensed sexually transmitted diseases.
0: That explains a lot of history. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God.
2: Something I liked is that, um, the outfits that Emma Stone was wearing in particular really showed her journey along the way mm-hmm. um, oh yeah and who what kind of character she was in was she being true to herself or was she playing the role to kind of fulfill whatever was happening in the scene and i also liked that they wore the same dresses repeatedly because that's reality they would have worn the same dresses over and over and over again some of these period dramas they just have like a new dress for every event and i'm like that's not how that would have worked at all
0: it's so expensive, so I it's expensive to make i mean it right? is showing an excess of wealth I particularly like her dress that had the pockets um, that were like her hips were like rounded and she like pulled the little poison out to poison Rachel Weiss's character with the, yeah, the thing, the pockets. Also, did you, this is the second movie we watched with Rachel Weiss, by the way, James.
1: The other one was the, don't tell me, don't tell me. I know, I know the story of it. I believe I know the story of it. It is, Natalie Portman wasn't in it as well, was or I just think Natalie Portman looks like Rachel Wise in this movie. It was not Natalie Portman. Okay, it was the one about like the Jewish community, correct?
0: Yeah. Okay. Disobedience. There we go. Yeah, it's the second movie she's she's been in queer film. Another thing to to mention is that all three of them, as far as I know, are publicly straight, uh, which is very disappointing for 2018. <laughs> Not that they're straight. They can be straight. That's fine. Uh, That that queer people weren't cast in those roles or openly queer people.
1: Corwin, you're like, it's 2018, guys. Come on, be gay.
0: (laughs) Everyone be gay. It's 2018. How long do we have to go? Just at least Uh, be fluid, guys. Oh, my God. James. Oh, wow. Um, No. Um be just be yourself. Uh but yeah, they there was a lot of uhs there. You don't have to get rid of any of those. They were all intentional, they were all there for me. <laughs>
1: Nicole's been doing this thing where if there's a long pause on Mostly speaking, and Sentai, I'm like, dude, you gotta stop doing that. And she's like, I'm doing them for comedic purposes. And I was like, you're looking at your notes and saying, uh, that it's not for comedic. It's not uh and then, of course, uh, no one knows what I'm referencing because I cut those out.
0: Yeah. Because <laughs> you're like, I refuse to have an uh listed in my podcast, except after the first 45 minutes. After the first 45 minutes, they can uh away.
1: Uh, in the pandemic, I've been a lot less, uh, because I listen to popular podcasts and people are constantly stuttering yeah, and... uh they're vocal us.
0: pauses. They make you seem more human. No, I want to be a robot. Honestly, it, it's, I want to be a
1: robot. The singularity will not know
0: a. Uh. Singularity will know a. Uh.
1: Unless, of course, they will know Master
0: P, so I guess they would have to shit. Damn. Damn, James. Are you yourself out of that? Yeah. James, did you have any more notes? I got a bunch. Let's get into
1: those. Oh, wait. One, I forgot. To, this was supposed to be an up top thing. We are very close to 10,000 total downloads slash listens for the podcast. So, guys, let your friends know about the show. Oh, uh, And you can listen to the back catalog wherever podcasts are found. This movie's gay. But let me get down to some notes. Um,
0: also on the top, up? I thought... I thought one of the things you would talk about your week was that screenshot you sent me of someone replying to your post on Reddit and being like, are you, are you the guy from this movie's gay? Yeah. Someone on Reddit,
1: I posted in the super sentai subreddit saying like, Hey guys, check out my super sentai podcast. And the only comment I got, which I'm (laughs) normally, I don't get any. So I was excited. They just go, Hey, are you the guy from this movie's gay? And I was like, Yes. (laughs)
0: <laughs> amazing hell yeah james sent it to me right away and i was like "Yes!" um i love when people recognize uh recognize us in in the online communities is oh this movie's gay yeah uh that's why every single time i i need to need to find that guy on twitter that always tags us and things because i love him he's the best terrible with names though yeah let's get into those notes james
1: What's her face? Right in the beginning, the queen is, is talking to her current favorite, Rachel. No, Yeah, that's Rachel Weiss. Mrs. Horley. All right, um, I'm going to say Mrs. Rachel. Ra- Rachel. So she's talking to Rachel, and she's like, oh, come pet my bunnies. And she's like, no. And she goes, no. uh, love knows no bounds. And she... Uh, She's like, oh, I do love you, uh, but I'm not gonna touch those. And it's like, yeah, like love knows no bounds, but r- relationships should have boundaries. And you if you need
0: boundaries, but if
1: she's like afraid of rabbits or like my mom allergic to rabbits, and I did think like, hey, rabbits are really cute. I should get one, and then my mom would never come over. I'm kidding. I that's uh, I would if my father was allergic to something, it wouldn't matter because regardless, he still won't come over to the apartment. I don't Damn. know why. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys have boundaries in your relationships. Chat, let me know. Do Those you, are healthy. Do you have a boundless relationship? Can you just do whatever don't, you want? Don't
0: let us know. Don't, uh, don't do not that. I do want
2: to jump in there because it is interesting because it was very much one party setting all the boundaries for the relationship in the mm-hmm.
0: movie.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Rachel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, very interesting that that's one of the first things her character does. It really sets a precedent.
0: Yeah. She sets boundaries, and then that is what gives the room for Emma Stone to jump in and be like, mm, let me just, uh, let me just, I, I don't have these boundaries.
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> and she weasel her way in there to be the favorite. Well, I mean, she, they were friends.
2: Question.
0: What's
1: up?
2: Was there a moment y'all felt like Emma Stone went from being the coy, you know, very, and I'm such a naive girl to being the manipulative person? And like, where was that moment for you
0: guys? No, I, I, there was no flip of that moment right there. I saw her in the beginning and I was like, I mean, she seemed like innocent in the front in the beginning, but. As soon like, as soon as she had her character established, I was like, mm, she's manipulative. She's like very deceptive. Okay. She is she is very deceptive. I caught onto that real fast.
1: For me, it was when she coughed in front of the queen and said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I yeah. caught a chill because I was I got your picking your yeah. herbs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. As soon as she told, like, she went and told the doorman uh that she wanted to help with the bandages and stuff, it's like, hmm yeah, all of that. She see, She's that very moment, manipulative.
2: In that moment, I could see it as like, I'm tired of being, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm tired of being a maid who gets burned with lie by mm. her coworkers. <clears throat> so sorry, y'all. But then after that, I felt like, yes, when y'all said, she said, oh, I got a cough, you know, out there picking herbs. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's the moment she realized, oh, I can climb higher than this. So I liked that moment.
0: You know, I think it was like from the very beginning, she showed up like covered in mud, went to her cousin and was like, hey, and like she even emphasizes she talks about her past and that like emphasizes that manipulative sort of behavior because she talked about how, you know, she was gambled away by her father, um, which that sucks. It was a terrible thing that happened to her. And then she's talking about the man that, you know, owned her basically. Uh, she convinced him that she, that women bled 28 days of the month. So like, she's actively talking about manipulating someone and it's like, yes, yeah, she did that for good reason. Like, you know, she was basically being you know, taken advantage of and yeah, everything in that room. That was, that wasn't a good place for her. Um, but she did learn deception and manipulation from that. Uh, so she talked about it and I'm like, from the very beginning, she's been manip- manipulative uh, which I mean, hey, she's she's working with what she's got. She's not in a good place.
1: But actually, it probably wasn't the cough. It was probably like much later when you know she w- went from massaging
0: the queen's legs to fingering her. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, because well, d- she saw them, she saw them together, and she's like, "Oh, I can get in that. That's uh, man. I can do
2: that. That's easy."
0: Yeah, <laughs> she was like, "I can get in that." She was like, "Hey, I'm I'm pretty." Um, I don't mind doing that work I already had to do it
1: the things they do with a the highest royal figure of the land is baffling like her saying right off the bat oh you're so pretty if I was a man I'd ravish you I would never do that to my employer especially an employer who could legally cut off my head.
2: I was actually really confused by the whole scene leading up to her finding Emma Stone in bed naked. There's this scene where Emma Stone comes in from the forest. She's got a ripped dress and she's just like, oh, pretending to be queen. I'm going to put these earrings by my face and I'm going to just walk around the queen's room like I own the place. And then I'm going to strip all my clothes and get in her bed and sleep. And I was like, "I, I don't quite understand this moment. Is this that she realizes she has this power over people and she's just diving full force into this or is she i I don't know that scene confused me in some ways about what was her motivation there
0: i was a little confused by that what i took from it is that she was trying to escalate what was happening uh and elevate her her position uh because you know the 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 that fingering scene uh happened after that so she Went in knowing that that her cousin, Mrs. Marble, Marble, blah blah blah, blah, wasn't, uh, you know, spending time with the queen, and that the queen, from watching and and seeing the queen talking and acting and everything, that the queen is very, she wants to be loved. She's very, she's very, uh, she needs that, Um, and that is how her cousin had how rachel has so much power over her is that she's giving that love to her and giving that like affection and stuff um and just like little snippets so that she's carrying her along rachel didn't know that emma stone knew that they were together like that 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 love was romantic yet um and emma stone knew that she could get in that in the way of that and like elevate her own position by jumping into that relationship and being romantic with the queen. So what she did is she started to get confident in her position there. Um, she knew that the queen would accept her because the Rachel had been sending her to like spend time with the queen because she was busy running the state. So that's why she was like, Oh, you know, she sent me here and to, to, she sent me here for this. Like, that's why she put it on Rachel. That was her plan, like the whole time was mm-hmm. to put it on Rachel that like, you know, she was she was sending me here to to, you know, help you because she couldn't be here for you. So like mm-hmm. that was that was the whole thing. And it worked because the the queen sent her away. Um, but that Emma Stone was in her mind. And that's why she sent for her later to rub her legs. And that's when the whole scene worked. Um and it was just too late for Rachel. She didn't realize that Emma Stone knew. And had gone and slept with the queen. So, and that's also like, you know, later that comes up again. Emma Stone just sort of playing with that dynamic and relationship by poisoning Rachel and getting her out of the way for a few days so that she could get made into a, a lady again, a lady again and married. Are you getting emotional? Sorry, I a burp. No, I had the verb. Sorry, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh So, like, it was. It was very manipulative. It was very, very intelligent manipulation is what I, emotional manipulation is what I'm saying. And like she sort of does the same thing with that Lord that wanted to sleep with her. Like mm-hmm. he wanted mm-hmm. to sleep with her and he could as she was a maid um, and she had no power or position, but she wouldn't let him sleep with her until they were married um because that's you know and even sort of, then
2: she's like oh, no lawn. you're not getting the yeah. flaunty
0: <laughs> she didn't get he didn't even get anything f- from her really he got a hand job on her on their wedding night yeah she's she I think she's very emotionally intelligent and was able to use that to gain position uh in the court basically
1: yeah it's still crazy that anyone would like the balls people would have to be like, yeah, I'm going to try this with the queen. And it's, it's, it baffled me.
0: I mean, you could see it because the queen was like out of it half the time. She didn't know what was going on. She was in a lot of pain. Wait, wait, but but before Um, you say
1: anything else, you know, those memes that it's like, Oh, what's uh, classy if you're rich, but trashy, if you're poor, gout.
0: Wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely, I don't even know what gout is. I know that it's a a disease that you get for eating uh, a lot of, like, rich foods and stuff, and it's very painful. I
1: only know of it because of King of the Hill. Cause Bobby had it from eating cold cuts at a deli. Oh my
2: gosh. (laughs) I remember that now. Yeah, The cold
1: cuts. It's a great episode, but please keep going. I I just want, I, I had that joke before you, and I didn't want you to say it's gout. And then I'd be like,
0: no, I can't say that joke. I mean, that's, I mean, that was, that was it. The thing is she, she didn't have any autonomy, I guess. I don't think she ever really grew into, you know, The way this movie is portrayed, it didn't seem like that character had ever really grown into being true to herself and having confidence and stuff in herself. Um, Because every single time, you know, she had to make a decision, she looked at Rachel like she's like, is is this right? And then like the one time she had to choose something on her own, she just passed out. Um, So I don't think she ever really, you know, had the position to have any autonomy and have any say in anything even though she was the queen she like lashes out and does things um when she's angry or upset but for the most part like when there are big decisions to make she's looking at someone else to make them
1: yeah she also has dealt with a lot of trauma because she said she lost a
0: lot of she lost 17 17 children children yeah not to mention their I don't know anything historically about it, but I'm guessing she also lost the king. Yeah. um, Or
2: he he was supposed to technically be alive when this was happening. But yeah, he did die at some point. Yeah.
0: Okay. because we don't see a a king or a royal consort or anything. It's just like literally her and and those two ladies Um, and then Godolphin and the Horley or whatever.
2: I thought the rabbits was a nice addition because it, it does kind of put a fine point on what you were saying, Corwin, that she doesn't make any decisions for herself. And it's probably because she spent so much time and energy trying to produce an error, you know, yeah. that she thought that was her goal in life and now she's not achieved that. So what do you do as a fading monarchy? Like, you know, there's no continuance of your line and people are just waiting for you to die. So how do you cope with that?
0: Yeah. I mean, she's also, she's got a lot of trauma and, uh, you know who knows what else some sort of ptsd or something something she's got other things going on that's like preventing her from you know being what everyone expects a ruler to be or a monarch to be Mm -hmm. and we see that whenever she lashes out whenever she hears music and um things like that and she kind of like that scene where she was wandering aimlessly and screams where am i But then she's also very self-conscious and, you know, wants to be loved, wants to be liked, wants to be beautiful, all of that. But she doesn't see herself as beautiful or loved or anything. And that's why Emma Stone was able to, you know, go and dance with her immediately after that scene where she had the ball. And she got angry at all the dancing and wanted to go home, wanted to go back to her rooms, Um, That was probably my favorite
2: scene of the whole movie because they just zoom in on Olivia Coleman's face and she acts mm -hmm. so much without saying a single word. You know exactly how she's feeling (laughs) in that moment. I loved that scene.
0: Yeah, because she she's got this this woman that she loves um, is dancing with someone and she can't she doesn't think she can dance because she's got the pain in her legs from the gout. Um, and she can't go and do that. So she's just watching it all unfold, and she is probably feeling jealous or self-conscious and lashes out, and that's what she does. Um, That's all she does through the movie is, like, lash out, and it's very sad, honestly, to, like, watch who she is and everything because we, we don't see, like, the journey that she got there we don't see that journey of how she got there. We just see her being like this sort of, sort of sad, sort of pathetic kind of thing, um, kind of figure. And, you know, she just wanted to be loved and she's being used by these two women. Yeah. Yeah. Any other notes? Anything
1: else? Uh, I wrote down Chekhov's unloaded gun, but then that never comes back into play. I thought this was going to end with a like, oh, this gun's actually not loaded bomb, Mm -hmm. but then it is. And then well, because
0: Rachel's like, I I don't do she's like, I'm straightforward, uh, this manipulation bullshit, nah. So that's why she just she knew she I she could definitely see that Emma Stone had a bit of that deceitful, like manipulative quality to her. And Emma Stone being like, Oh, I didn't betray you or whatever. And then I saw this other thing. Uh, hello, nomads. Hey um, <laughs> Hello, I know your name and I'm not gonna say it. It's a little Corey. James is gonna say it though. From Hidden and um, Credit, which is coming in. Hidden Credit. So yeah, I Rachel could see that Emma Stone's character was like manipulative and stuff, but didn't think that she was a threat because she had that romantic relationship with the queen. Um and then as soon as Emma Stone sort of brought it up and threatened, that's why Rachel was like, Boom, I can literally shoot you. Okay, I can yeah. kill you. And no one you know, accidents happen. So yeah. That makes sense. Chekhov's unloaded gun. I, I could see why you thought that would happen though.
1: Yeah. I really like 20th Century Fox is uh, I like that I like that this billion dollar corporation does something cool and allows creatives to be creative. They're You know, like the brum bum. This, I think that this was happening. The pigeons were doing it. That were or the ducks that were being shot. Whatever is being shot there, because like on the Simpsons movie, I believe Ralphie does it, which is fun. Uh, Some of the Alien movies change it. What are you talking about? The brum bum, brum bum. Are you talking about the music in the show, in the movie? No, in the beginning, like when, As it
2: leads into the movie. Yeah, like the 20th Century Fox. In
1: uh, it's instead of the you know general like bum it's pigeon noises making the uh, the 20th Century Fox theme song.
0: And you know that's outside of my expertise because okay. I'm, I, I do not recall that at all.
1: It's right at the beginning. Like the first Don't thing recall. you see and hear is that.
2: Yeah, Don't it recall. actually confused me. I was like, wait, what's happening? What is that sound? Because you have no context for it at that yeah. point.
0: But you're also a music person.
2: Oh, I'll take credit for that. Sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> I only play a few musical instruments.
0: A few. Yeah, that's Yeah, that's good. I'm not a music person. I only play a few musical instruments. Oh my god! Give yourself some credit.
2: Oh no, never. I never,
0: never. (laughs) I must be humble uh, for all
2: time.
0: Uh, James, do you have any other any other things? Yeah, I just
1: got one more. Rattle through these. One more observation, and then I'm done. It's crazy that all buildings weren't burnt down back in the day, (laughs) because.
0: Even in she the, set that candle in that little hole, that little space, and it was like so small, and I was like, "That's gonna burn! That's gonna set on fire!"
1: One of the mm. rooms was also half a library, and they just, in the middle of the night, no one in there, already everything lit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel there were a lot of fires around that time. I think <clears throat> I have no idea. Yeah, I, I had the same, the same, like thought, especially when. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, when the queen went to go and find Miss Marlborough or whatever, I think after she was poisoned, um, she sat that, that candle down in the little space in the hallway, and it was just such a small space. And I was like, that flame is right there on
1: the wood. Yeah, no, I noted that too. I was like, I hope that is encased in like a little bit of metal or stone. Just in... Uh, Yeah, man. It just seems irresponsible.
0: (laughs) And uh, especially with that character, I was like, oh, God, she's going to set the whole (laughs) castle on fire. But those (laughs) those are all my notes. Lil' Corey said, I barely understand the bass. I don't know. You made a good song the other day. So those are all your notes. Dolly, any other things that you want to add or talk about with this movie specifically?
2: Yeah, it's something we talked about beforehand was I mentioned that I had really wanted to watch this movie. And even though I'm an adult who lives alone by herself, I felt kind of scandalous like about watching this movie because of everything I'd seen online about it. And I was so shocked watching it because there's not really anything when it comes to the women with women relationships that's very explicit at all i thought i was like i've seen less tasteful sex scenes and cw shows yeah (laughs) yeah i felt felt like oh my gosh I, i think maybe just because this was women with women people made it out to be more salacious and like Oh, you know, and in reality, it was just that was a factor of the movie. And I kind of love how it was treated as, oh, this is just another way we're manipulating people, not as a, I don't know, hot and heavy kind of thing. I, yeah. and I will, I will be very clear with you guys. I get really uncomfortable at anything over PG 13 usually. So I'm very tailored in what I watch. And I, was oddly not too uncomfortable with this movie until the naked man in front of the bunch of screens with oranges <laughs> or tomatoes being thrown at him while he held his junk and had on a giant wig. And then I was like, OK,
1: <laughs> what would have um, what's more uncomfortable, him holding the junk or him not? Because that confused me. You he just know didn't want to get You're hit right. in the junk with the tomato. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>
2: I think you made me right though. The holding was kind of ooh. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was very <laughs> confused by that scene too. But yeah, talk on that. Um, I sort of mentioned it in like chatting with you. Looking at this movie objectively, it had you know the the scene with Emma Stone uh, finger in the queen, um, twice. and then it twice, twice, at the end. Oh the yeah, end. yeah, 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 yeah. And then it had like Emma Stone's boobs. Like I've definitely oh, seen yeah. more. I've definitely seen more risque things in a PG-13. Um, looking at you, uh, Taylor Lautner movie that was on a train. Don't remember what the fuck it was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's like it. There's there's this thing that happens with movies and in the film industry. Anytime there's anything gay in it, it automatically shoots those ratings up. So a lot of people think that you mentioned that it feels like an adult movie. It's like, yes, this is an adult movie. Sure. But it, it's not. It makes it seem more because it is a an LGBT movie. A lot of people put it as more, more of an adult movie than an adult movie. If you know what I mean? Like people yeah, think that. Yeah.
2: I felt like the sex scenes were necessary where. With many PG thirteen movies that go, oh, they got the PG thirteen rating. They're like, let's get a sex scene in there, kind of. Thing. No, I felt like this was very relevant to the plot in every case.
0: Yeah, like the the most we had was that that scene, which is definitely seen worse things in a PG thirteen movie. Um, there was nothing really shown, minus Emma Stone's boobs that one time. There was some kissing, and that's like they there did have there was some there was some, some prostitution the there was some there was some prostitution moment yep. uh later uh in the woods um but like you know i even forgot about that i even forgot that happened for a second um because it didn't happen between the women like the movie just sort of wrote that off like oh that that's happening um
1: also, at the angle they were doing it, it seems like they there was there couldn't have been penetration between those people in the forest. It just Ugh. it's more like they were rubbing pelvises and smooching. Okay, necks.
0: like But um, there's there's this
1: I think I've referenced it on the show before, but there's a Mark Wahlberg Reese Witherspoon movie that's much more graphic where he's like fingering her on a Ferris wheel like at a carnival and it's crazy how it's like well that's that's not just salacious that's downright pornographic and yeah.
0: so there's just like this inherent like this inherent thing in queer movies uh, in the film industry that they're like, oh, those are more adult. Those are like adult movies. I think that's why I was so drawn to and loved love Simon so much because it sort of bridges that gap in that it's got, you know, it's a gay movie um, and it does have a gay kiss in it, but it's, you know, there's absolutely nothing in that movie that could be construed as sexual. So like, you can't, you can't push it up there. You can't say, oh no, this is an adult movie. Like, that because a lot of queer movies tend to have that happen to them. And that's, I feel like that's why a lot of them just go ahead and like push the envelope with like, you know, just having the prostitutes in the back. Um, because they're like, the ratings already going to get pushed up just because we have two women kissing on the scene, on the screen. I did a lot of research and speeches on this in college uh, because like it's one of the things I want to see more queer movies. And part of the problem is that the, the rating system for movies and maturity and stuff, it gives heavily against um, having uh, queer relationships on screen um, because a lot of people see them as, you know, adult, because even if it's like, you know, just two women kissing or two men kissing um, or even just existing on the screen, a lot of it is sexualized. Like a lot of queer people are just, inherently sexualized um just because of who they love and that's kind of ridiculous that that happens so yeah that was that was my whole spiel on that um and it got brought up because i was talking to dolly and like this movie and she said it feels like a really adult movie um before watching it i'm like yeah i mean definitely wouldn't show children this movie because you know all of the 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 background sex that happens um, but also because, like, you know, I feel like they would be bored. Um.
1: I, <laughs> the weird thing about this is I the, the trailer I remember seeing three years ago for this made it seem like it was like a quippy comedy, yeah. like Veep in that style. So I was like, hell yeah, I want to see this. And then it it is not. There are times yeah. when it sort of is, but... For the most with part,
0: Horley, Horley pushing Emma Stone off a off a ledge, basically. Yeah. And <laughs> do you want to get punched? Um, maybe like they, those were very quippy.
1: Maybe they made that trailer to to make it seem like, oh
0: yeah, there's there's nothing gay here. Yeah, you know, more shenanigans with that. But uh, I will. I'm also uh, another another talk podcast thing is happening uh, this Sunday. Uh, Queen City Q was in chat earlier. They are doing a thing uh, a queer talk um, and I will be on it on Sunday Hell yeah. uh, Afternoon talking about queer film so that'll probably get brought up and I'll do more talking about that if y'all want to see it Uh, so yeah that's that's it. Uh, Lil Corey said needed a new movie to watch so would you guys recommend this one?
2: I think it's worth a watch I don't think I'll watch it again though.
1: <laughs> if you're into this stuff, like if you're if you're like if you like these period pieces from this specific time or you're like an Anglophile, go for it.
0: Go for it. Uh I, costumes beautiful. Um yes. costumes beautiful. I personally am not huge in period pieces. Um they're just not my jam. Uh so I feel like if I did like period pieces I would have enjoyed this one a lot more. Uh, I do like that, uh, as Dolly mentioned earlier, the men are sort of pushed to the background for the most part and that it's dominated by, by these three women. So that's wonderful that the film does that. Um, I want to see more films like that, maybe films like that that aren't period pieces um, and have characters that I actually want to root for. Yeah.
2: I thought the acting was great. I mm-hmm. acting Everyone's was great, great oh job. they
0: they did a great job acting I, I it was like a quarter way through the movie before like i knew rachel weiss was that character and the like i knew that going into it and everything but like i did not like recognize her as rachel weiss until like a quarter through the movie and then i was like oh yeah that is rachel weiss <laughs> um so she. They they all did they all did wonderful again. Wish that they were queer actors or openly queer actors. That would have been even better. Yeah. Um. But you know that's 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 what's happening. So yeah. Any last thoughts from either of you? No. No.
2: I, I, I want I want like a one sentence vote from you guys. Do you think either Rachel or Emma Stone's character actually loved the queen?
0: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, not think so either. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. I feel like there was a little bit there from Rachel Weisz's character. Definitely more than from Emma Stone's. I think Emma Stone was absolutely just just manipulating yeah. her way yeah. through there everything. Yeah, there for the party. <laughs> uh, Rachel Weisz. I think there was a bit of love there, um, but it definitely turned. Oh yeah. Um, especially when she brought up the letters and was like, "I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna use these letters to ruin you." Um, and you could see that there was the love there because she realized the mistake she made in doing that and burnt the letters. It was just too late. She already, she already just completely burned that bridge by, by trying to, to do what she did. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was it. Uh, would I recommend the movie? If you enjoy period pieces, go for it, go for it. Absolutely. If you just want to see women on screen, go for it. Um, if you want to see absolutely beautiful costumes, go for it. Um, if you're into the historical, if you're into the the monarchy in history, definitely. Overall, I I don't think I'm gonna watch the movie again. And if it's on in the background somewhere, cool. Definitely was not my favorite movie that we've watched, but was not the worst, I think. Yeah, Dynastud number one. Oh my god. Um so yeah. Uh, as far as plugs, do you have anything that you would like to plug, Dolly?
2: Uh, nope.
0: Think nope. i good? Good. Okay. Corwin. Uh, me. My plugs. Hello. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. At Corwinning. It is, that is, that is that. Um, also follow this, this, uh this Twitch at core winning twitch.tv slash core winning. Oh. And then follow the podcast. Uh, we are on Instagram and Twitter. Um, at this movies gay, uh, my theater company that I'm involved with, uh, sawbox theater collective, uh, they're doing stuff. Please follow them as well. Uh, and I think that's, that's it. Check out queen city Cube this weekend, Sunday. Uh, we we'll be doing a stream on Twitch and I will be there talking.
1: Hell James. Yeah. Over on the Twitch channel, Goose Von Kaiser, my friend Sean Marciniak. He's been on Mostly Speaking Sentai a lot. He's a great improviser and stand-up. We have started – I it's I guess it's a podcast. It's called The Veggie Pales. We're going through Veggie Tales. Uh, it's, I think, every Thursday probably where we did – we went on a huge rant against St. Patrick because he's a terrible person. We found out from this, its tangentially from, that they were like, he's a great person in this. And we were like, hold on, no, no, no. If this is true, he's a terrible human being. Uh, So check that out. It will eventually be out as a podcast under like a Marshland Media podcast feed. But speaking of those, listen to my other ones like Mostly Speaking Sentai, Hit It and Crit It, and What The Hell Mouth. Or go over to patreon.com forward slash MLMPod to find out information or I guess listen to – I don't know why I would be finding out stuff. Listen to our Patreon-exclusive podcasts such as Engage With Nicolas Cage, Talking About Beyblade. The Toka Reading Corner, and The Podcast That Be. That's just $5 a month, and then you get all those podcasts. It's one every single Friday. Or if you're a $10 patron, you get exclusive streams once a month or watch-alongs. We've done Casper from 1995. And meet the Deedles from 1998. It's a great time. And you also get shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin starting with Steve F. A.K.A. Hit People Guy. Steve F. Hit People
0: Guy. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. Also on Twitch. Trekkie B. Trekkie B47. Yep.
1: Alex Z, a.k.a. the Waz, the Waz, Orion. He's a rapper who's goes by D hyphen Fo, Defo. Check him out on on Spotify. You also have How Kayla. How do you spell that? Uh, d hyphen Fo, F O. Okay. Kayla, two grapes. Duo Grun Fox.
0: That's two fox for the price of Grun. Yeah.
1: Tyler Wright. That's my best friend. And Elliot W at Garlic Sunshine on Garlic Instagram. Sunshine. Also, guys, follow darling homebody on on t- Twitch. Yeah, that's what it is. That's Nicole. She draws stuff. She's been drawing sexy Robin. Uh, because, it looks beautiful. Yeah, I
0: saw a little, a little, little preview. It looked beautiful
1: because on comic book covers, it's always the ladies looking unrealistically sexy and uh, in a very submissive pose. So she's like, "Oh, I'm going to do that before the male superheroes." I'm going to yeah.
0: flip that. I love that. It's real it's good. My favorite thing. But yeah, Dolly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, sure thing. For those of you that are on Twitch, I will be ending this stream real quick and then starting it back up, and we're going to play some games for a bit. Sure. Uh, so stick around for that if you'd like. But I've been Corwin. And I've been James.
2: And I've been Dolly. Hey! Bye! Bye!
1: See you in class, bitch sticks. Bitch sticks. This has been a Marshland Media production produced by James McCullum. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com. To support our network and have access to exclusive podcasts, head over to Patreon.com forward slash MLMPod and sign up today.
0: I've, are you recording, James? Yeah, I'm recording. I've been recording. Okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that. Oh, my God. See, I told you, Dolly, this would be fine. It'd be a mess. Oh yeah. It'd be fine. Um, I thought I said I started recording. Uh, I thought Maybe. you said you are ready from, like, the tweeting. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs>